the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AYCR Golden Valley, your exclusive Twin Cities home for the Ramsey Show. Live weekday afternoons from 1 to 4. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Navajo Nation has issued a stay-at-home order for the weekend. That's after reporting 26 more confirmed COVID-19 cases. Thankfully, there are no new deaths associated with this latest order, even though the number of cases is up to 30,239 on the Navajo Reservation, which actually stretches across three states, including New Mexico and Utah, as well as parts of Arizona. Florida Representative Matt Gates, who's embroiled in a federal sex trafficking investigation, is denying any wrongdoing. He's also refusing to resign. He's hired attorneys to defend himself. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie told the Salem Radio Network this week there's nothing odd about Georgia requiring ID to vote. If you get on an airplane today, you have to show ID. Um, you know, if, if, I, if I go to get into an office building in New York City today, I have to show ID. And this is SRN News. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. We were going to write something flashy about streaming us at radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to the Biz 1440 on the free radio.com app. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Is it his time? Yes! And 
How's your heart? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. Got a good, good uh, lineup for you. Uh, got some uh, things to talk about in the first hour regarding inflation. In the second hour, I am super excited to have uh, Amity Schles uh, visiting us. Uh, those of you that know her as the uh, biographer of Calvin Coolidge, uh, The Great Society, The Forgotten Man, some of her books. Um, uh, I'm going to have to work hard to not let my uh, my uh, appreciation and, and uh, I'm a fan of these books. I'm a fan of her writing and I'm really excited to have her here. So she'll come on the second hour. We're going to talk a little bit about about um, Maybe the best way to say this is presidential uh, presidential overreach uh, through the ages, uh, at least uh, going back to going back to FDR uh, and perhaps back to even to uh, Woodrow Wilson. We'll see how far she wants to take that take us back in that story. Why do I think that's important? You've heard me over the last couple of weeks talk about the uh, talk about the uh, spending bills that have come. Uh, I certainly think. Uh, I think the spending bills the from uh, the uh, from 2020 during the Trump administration maybe were not as they may have spent more money than than was necessary and I think we're going to pay a price for that. I certainly believe the 1.9 trillion bill agreed by the way by people as uh, diverse as um, as uh, uh, Larry Summers, uh, Olivier Blanchard certainly not two economists on the left side of the scale, um, along with, say, a John Cochran on the right, uh, have said maybe that's a little too much. But maybe the impetus for this is more the human desire to be great and to be seen as great. And um, and um, I, and Schles does a very nice job in a piece that I tweeted last night. You follow us, by the way, on this show by going to twitter.com and following the hashtag pound KBRS for the King Banyan radio show here on the Biz 1440. You do that and you will see not just my comments, but comments from a lot of my other my listeners. You can also follow my Twitter handle at Banyan Show if you prefer uh, and and participate in conversation that way as well. Um, 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions and comments, 651-289-4477. It is tempting, and facts may change on us as we move through April, May, June, and July. But it's tempting to take the news of the week in the economy and think to your, and and if you have the view that I've had for a while, which is 
the possibility of inflation is quite real. It may be something that's a little outside the control of the Fed. They may not. They may have flirted a little too much with inflation, and now we're going to end up marrying it, and they'll find out that divorce is an expensive proposition. Um, today, this week's news uh, on Thursday of the March producer price index has to come as, um, uh, how do I put this? It's not, it's the first, it's the first sign that maybe, maybe the view that, that we're pushing inflation a little too much here is right. That maybe something's going to happen sooner than we believe. So the producer price index was up 1% month over month, which was double the street estimate. Okay, now, when you've heard, folks, and this has been not only put out by people at the Federal Reserve, indeed, I'm going to play cuts that both agree with my view, and I'm going to play a cut that disagrees with my view, because I want to have, from someone I highly respect and recommend when people say, who do you watch and read as economic forecasters? Uh, this guy's on my list, and I'll, t- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who it is in a bit. But, but 1%, what they've said pre- uh, periodically, the Fed has said, the comps, they'll say the comps uh, will be easy. When they say that, oftentimes that's sort of street talk, and people wonder, well, what does it mean the comps will be easy? That means that when you do an annual, a year-over-year calculation of inflation, in March of 2020, prices fell because demand was holed up in homes obeying stay-at-home orders. Um, And so when you look at the data, you will find that year-over-year producer prices were up 4.2%. And that's where it is correct for people to say, yeah, but prices fell in March for reasons we know that were kind of a one-off thing. And that's really not a number we should pay a lot of attention to. The core rate jumped by seven-tenths of percent in March of 2021, month over month. The expectation was a two-tenths of percent increase. That number, year over year, is at 3.1%. Now, that's, that, too, is an easy comparison because even core prices fell in March of 2020. But those comparisons should not impact the way those changes get measured or expected on a month-to-month basis. So if you doubled the expectation on the headline number, tripled the expectation on the on the core number, that would indicate that, that inflation was bigger than you thought. Now, there's a possible explanation for that. All right? Could it be one-off? Yeah, sure. It could be a one-off. It could be that that what happened in Texas with the storms in 2020, in, in February of 2021. Those storms caused a surge in prices that lasted into the reference week in which we measured the producer price index in 21. 
That is possible. Certainly. However, that weather wasn't a surprise when people were building their expectations. That weather, If that weather was supposed to be that big a factor, you'd think people might have figured that out. There's some sign that they tried to, and that's why the headline rate was at a 0.5 and the core rate was at a 0.2 for the street expectation early in the week. But that is not that you know to then get that number to be that much higher is a real real interesting uh um story there so what i'm going to do is is play for you just a couple of of clips of people discussing this um first of all i'm going to jump to uh, uh uh Diane Swank she is She's an economist at Grant Thornton, uh, I think past president. I don't think she's the current president of the National Association of Business Economists. Um, kind of the kind of one of the gold standard people that I listen to. And here's what she had to say on CNBC Thursday after that number was announced. I think another important issue, though, the Fed has not well managed the expectations of what could be a larger flare of inflation, even though it's transitory as we go into both bottlenecks in the demand for goods side of the economy. And you roll on top of that the bottlenecks that we get as we unleash the pent up demand in services. One of the things that's really important to note about today's inflation numbers as well is there was some although there was a big energy impact, there also was some residual impacts of the electricity outages we saw in the oil patch during February that spilled over into costs of actually refining oil in the month of March as well. So that piece, I mean, Swank is is part of how we learn about where those residual effects are. And if you look at the data, I'm not going to read you a whole bunch of numbers right now. Uh, <laughs> Job Saturday last week. Job Saturday is when I do read as many numbers as I can get my hands on. Um, but the numbers for, for refining, the re- numbers for petroleum were up substantially. That's certainly the case. But, again, there are two places that you're trying to figure out. Okay, so you've got the statistical artifact of, of the comparisons in the year-over-year data. Probably not worth looking at. However, the it's probably worth ignoring them for a month or two. I can buy that. But your month-to-month numbers are not influenced by what happened in, in March of 2020, so that shouldn't be there. The weather should have been there and should have been expected to some extent. But the biggest issue that, that Swank points out that I think is important is the, is the fact that there's pent-up demand, and we don't know how much. We see that there's a significant amount of savings out there. Indeed, I'm going to read you in the next segment a, 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 a research article done by some economists at the New York Federal Reserve to discuss whether, how big that savings overhang is. But there's almost certainly some pent-up demand, and that might already be playing into these numbers. That pent-up demand is the party at the punch bowl that the Federal Reserve has typically frowned upon and decided to take the punch bowl away at some point. Yet, as we'll hear in this hour, the Federal Reserve seems to be saying, 
The punch bowl's out for at least six more months. Okay? Cool your jets if you think we're going to take it away sooner. We're not. We'll have all that and more coming up on this, the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Yes, I heard the news. It's the same old blues again. When I wrote you a letter, it must have been wrong. I stood at your doorway, but you was gone. I took a lot of time and left the telephone ring. It's the same old Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to The Biz 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Are your friends getting new roofs? Are your neighbors getting new roofs? Or has someone told you that you might need a new roof? Hey, this is Isaiah with The Kingdom Builders, and I'm just letting you know that we'd be happy to swing by your house, take a look at your roof, and give you our no-obligation assessment of how much life you actually have left on your roof. See, here at The Kingdom Builders, we're not salesmen, just great roofers, and we're always happy to tell you that you've got four or five years left on your roof and tell you, hey, just give us a call four or five years down the road. You see, this year, we have longer lead times on some products, and we want to make sure that if your roof does need replacing, we're able to get everything in a timely manner to make sure your project goes smoothly. If you'd like us to stop by for your free, no-obligation assessment of your roof, feel free to call us at 612-900-9166. 612-900-9166. Or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at optima tax relief they have an a-plus rating with the better business bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible don't mess with the irs for tax help you need for tax help you can trust call optima now for a free consultation call 800-965-1433 800-965-1433 800-965-1433 optima tax relief some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack Attack, oh, Rack Shack Barbecue. Make fresh daily cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs, too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack Attack. Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Contact us for a free consultation at keeganlawoffice.com. The other night, as I sleeping, oh, I dream I hear you. 
Welcome back. King Banyu Show on the Biz 1440. Yeah, we're pumped up about the Huskies in the uh, in the hockey uh, finals. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, you know, also, by the way, you'll notice the music changes when we get different, uh, different uh, uh, producers. Uh, Wyatt has gone back to the uh, ball fields to uh, complete his uh, college season. And so this week we have, uh, we have uh, John Berg with us. This is a great song. Oh. All right. Let's get back to it. 651-289-4477. Uh, yes, la- uh, good participation on uh, on uh, on uh, the Twitter here. Uh, Don asking, when will Minneapolis follow the fact that the market values for office space in New York City reported by the... Uh, Reported by the Wall Street Journal have fallen dramatically over the last over the last uh, uh, six months or so. Demand for housing has gone up quite a bit, indeed. Let me uh, let me read. This is a little piece that was done by uh, two folks at uh, two folks at the Cato Institute. Um, is there a new housing bubble? Um, and it's so what they what they write is in fact uh you know again house prices up 11% in the last in the last month here's but here's how i think about it and i think if you listen to our friends who do the real estate uh chalk talk show uh here that comes on before me um i think they would agree with you it's sim- what covid has done and i think this is i think this is an underreported story i i mean even though it's been reported i think it's underreported what covid did was interrupt the flow of houses in the way it would normally happen. And I want you to think about the way this would normally happen. Suppose you're in, suppose you're in your late 20s, early 30s, you're married, perhaps you've had your first child, and you're now contemplating a second child. Perhaps you live in an apartment, perhaps you bought a starter home. This is normally a time where you start looking for your step-up house. Question is always who's on the other side of the transaction, and who's on the other side of the transaction is likely someone who's raised a family in the house that you would like to have, but their family's now grown and gone, and they are thinking about well maybe I'd like a smaller place, maybe I'd like a place that maybe I'd like a vacations place, maybe I would like, to, but we're in the house that we 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 raised our children in and. It's almost an annual conversation that happens, and it's usually right about now when I look at the yard and think about everything that we need to do in the house this year, and I say to myself, why do we still have this thing? Well, I can tell you why. We, A, I only live six minutes from my office. Uh, It's the perfect location so that while I'm working here, uh, it's great for that purpose. And secondly, inertia is kind of a thing. Now, add to that the fact that we are folks who are, who are in our 50s and 60s and for whom COVID is a greater risk than it is for people in their 20s and 30s, according to all the information we've received. That means that the sellers on that transaction are not likely to be putting that, putting their houses onto the marketplace. Prices rise when uh, the, the quantity of houses supplied falls relative to the quantity demanded of houses. So, 
that in fact strikes me as being what hap- what's happening right now. I don't see there being a shift in demand for houses. I think what's happened over the last over the last uh, uh, several months has been a decrease in the supply of housing, largely because people are being more sticky. They're they're choosing to stay in their homes longer. Maybe spend money at uh, at the local uh, building uh, store, uh, building improvement store. Um, I won't name them because uh, one of them might advertise with us, and I might name the wrong one. Uh, so that's that's why you would that's why you might see that price rise. But another thing that to look at though is simply if you take that logic and and roll it forward, you would ask yourself the following: Where do we think all the money? that has been received from these various uh, uh, stimulus bills. Where is it going? And so I tweeted to you during the break, an article published early this past week. The blog is called the Liberty Street Economics Blog. It, in fact, is the, the, the blog of the New York Federal Reserve. So they calculate, and there's a graph there, and here I am describing graphs that you can't see on a radio, or on your computer, but if you if you've got the if if you've got us up at pound KBRS, you'll see that I've posted this article. Just click the link and you can see the graph. Please don't do this if you're driving. Um, and you can see that what would have happened, what's happened to personal savings relative to what to what has actually happened has been that personal savings, of course, has spiked. Um, so. We would normally be, according to the calculation that they do, there's $1.6 trillion of, of savings above what would have happened in a sort of doing a counterfactual of what would happened, what would have happened if there had not been a pandemic. And so they do an extra, basically an extrapolation of the line that's there. And you'll see that the line that represents savings per month is a very gently upward sloping line. Okay, we know we know though that uh, consumption. We know that for some folks, consumption has fallen, though for goods like furniture, electronics, that went up, but it didn't t- com- compensate for all of the services that are out there. So the question is really. What's going to happen as that demand comes back online? And so as we played Diane Swank in the last segment, she's talking about that pent-up demand. Let me also then add to this piece uh, Byron Ween. He is the vice chairman of Black of the Blackstone Group, uh, an investment house in, in Wall Street. Uh, he was on CNBC after these numbers were announced on Thursday, and he says this, cut number one. I'm on the side that inflation is going to be worse than the consensus thinks. You know, last year we threw $2 trillion at the economy when we were in a bear market and a recession. Now we're in a pretty strong recovery, and uh, the market itself is doing well. And we're throwing three trillion at it. So uh, it's been my expectation for some time that the inflation numbers are going to be troublesome, and that's what we're seeing in the PPI today. The authors at the New York Fed 
point out that, you know, look, these savings, this extra stuff that's out there is being held by savers. And the question is, why are they holding it? Right. First of all, it's it, one of the things they're holding. One of the things that that extra sa- that extra savings is doing is it's buying up the extra government debt that's been put out there. So that savings number that is the accounting counterpart of the increase in government borrowing. They write, um, but that doesn't really tell you why they're holding it and whether or not they would just sell those bonds. If they sold those bonds quickly and bought goods and services as a result that would be very that would be a sharp increase in demand and that's the swank story you're going to hit bottlenecks there's going to be this sharp increase in demand and that's going to raise prices um but what if they're holding those savings for some other reason what if they're holding those savings because they know their taxes are going up because the biden administration is signaling that well that could be a reason for that as well um but if they do dump out then then Wien's, Wien's point is is very valid in fact he goes on this is cut number two so i think it's a vindication of the point of view i've had i think uh the 10-year treasury yield is going to rise i think it's going to crash through two percent I think, uh, I don't know how far it could go, but I wouldn't be surprised to see 25 or even 3%. And the question is, how will the equity market respond to that? And uh, maybe it'll shrug it off, but I'm worried that now is the time that you should apply some caution. The the evidence, though, from the, from the Fed... The Fed economists, uh, in fact, it's only one Fed economist. The other three are professors at uh, at Lausanne, at Brown, and at Northwestern. Uh, they they write that this actually doesn't look very different than what happened to the economic stimulus payments in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when when those were issued out and just cash thrown out into the into the marketplace. People consumed about a third of it, and they saved about two thirds of it. It looks like that's about what's happened here. They've saved a third. Or excuse me, they've spent a third, though mostly on goods and services. Excuse me, on goods, not services. Let me let me start that over. They have consumed a third of their payments and used it largely to buy goods because services consumption has still been restricted. They've saved the other two-thirds, where that savings includes paying down their credit cards, paying down their mortgages, and other consumer debt. So far, this doesn't look very different than what happened in 2008, they write. And this is based on this this research that they have have looked at. Um, And they point out, and I want to read you just this one sentence. And then, and then get you to think about it over the break, and I'm going to come back with the ans- with with uh, some more thinking about it here in a moment. The, on the one hand, there is little doubt that many consumers will enjoy a few extra restaurant meals and perhaps splurge on a nicer vacation after a long period without them. On the other hand, there is a limit to how many extra extra restaurant meals and vacations we'll be able to enjoy. Question. What's that limit? What accounts for that? 
What's the limit that these people see? We'll be back right after this with the answer to that. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. I came home with the groceries. You said you need some more. I gave you my last two dollars. You said you need three or four. The high cost of love is getting higher every day. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Welcome back. The King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. 
Well, we'll get around to the tax man in a little bit. <laughs> when we uh, we have uh, at the top of the hour, Amity Schley's joining us to talk about uh, uh, when presidents overreach. It's my it's not her title. That's my title uh, for what's happening uh, right now in D.C. Um, and, and overreaching often happens in the field of economics, which is why I think it applies here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz, fourteen forty. Well, thank you for listening. Look, let me can, let me let me roll forward here with this with this uh, this thought. And I actually want to play the Fed's thinking on what's happening right now, and I also want to play for you. An economist who disagrees, who I highly respect and listen to frequently, but let me first play this. So this was on uh, this was on Bloomberg uh, uh, on on the um, on the morning show. I believe uh, I believe this would have been uh, Wednesday of this week. I'm trying to remember which day of the week it was. Could have been Tuesday too. But this would have been Richard Clarida. He's the vice chair of the Federal Reserve uh, Board of Governors and uh, and of the FOMC. And it was an interesting conversation. Uh, Jonathan Farrow, who you've heard me sort of not like in some of his questioning, it turns out he's an equal opportunity, um, uh, irritating interviewer. Uh, he, he, he let Clarita kind of have it. Uh, I've cut him out of these clips, but I want you to he- hear uh, how Clarida tries to explain the Fed's thinking right now, because this is this is super interesting to me. Play cut number three, please, John. Well, what we've said in September of last year, following our framework announcement in August, is that we are we do not expect to lift off until a three condition are met. First, that inflation actually gets to two percent. We want to see actual inflation for at least a year or two percent. And we want that to be sustained, not just one and done. Secondly, we want to be uh, looking at labor market indicators that are consistent with a fully employed um, economy. And third, we want that to be sustained. Okay, got it. <laughs> right. And you'll notice that he said in that, in fact, John, I'm going to make you stop. Can you replay that cut for me? I'm going to have you stop during the first point. Go ahead. Well, what we've said in September of last year, following our framework announcement in August, is that we are we do not expect to lift off until a three condition are met. First, that inflation actually gets to two percent. We want to see actual inflation for at least a year or two. Stop. We want to see actual inflation for a year at two percent. We want to see actual inflation for a year at 2%. So Pharaoh come, comes back and it's like, so you're going to give us a date or aren't you? What are you doing here? And my reaction was, Jonathan, if you listen carefully, I think he gave you a date. I think he did, but he goes on, and this is going to be cut number four, John. Well, first of all, it's actual progress. I think that's an important point. It's not projected progress. It's it's hard numbers on the labor market and, and on prices. That's the first point. Secondly, um, you know, we're early on in this year. I know we've already sort of penciled in six or seven percent growth and a big fall in unemployment. But under outcome based policy, we really want to see that uh, as as Chair Powell has indicated and I've indica- indicated as we go through the year, as the data comes in. 
as we release our SEP projections based on that incoming data, uh, we will have a sense on, on where we are relative to that progress. And as Chair Powell's also indicated, um, as we think we are making that progress, we will communicate that to uh, people who uh, listen to our communication. And so I think that this is really where we want to be. It's actual progress. It's not projected progress. And as we go through the year, we will be informing the public about our views on that progress. So I think that was quite revealing, but maybe, maybe I should explain a little bit of why I thought that was revealing. Normally, when we're trying to model, and many of my listeners have heard references to a Taylor rule or a Taylor function, named after the the Stanford economist John Taylor. Um, The Taylor rule is a way of trying to model how the Federal Reserve makes policy. And it does it by setting up targets for its two goals of inflation and unemployment. And... It then says, I want it, but it does so based on a couple of things. One is, is some measure of what they think the natural rate is for unemployment. And the, the Taylor rule is traditionally thought about looking at expected inflation rather than actual inflation. They want inflation, they've wanted expected inflation to be 2%. Now, they've said... Even last August, they said, we still want expected inflation in the long run to be 2%. But because we've missed that on the low side for so long, we don't feel like we're going to be credible in, in, in holding us to a long-term expectation of 2% unless we overshoot for a while. All right. You can disagree with that logic. I disagree with that logic. But that's what they've said. What Clarida said here was two more very important things. First of all, they seem to believe that they they are not going to pay attention to measures of expected inflation. What I heard in that comment, which I've played to myself several times, has been has been first of all the measures I use for expected inflation, which are largely market-driven measures coming out of the, the index bond market, the Fed is basically saying, we're really not paying much attention to that. We're not going to be interested in those measures anymore. We actually need to see the announced data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics be at 2% and maybe mildly above 2% for a year. That's an amazing thing. That basically says, um, in, in my father's delicate phrase, come hell, high water, or little green people, they're going to not raise the interest rate this year. Now, they'll tell you. if, And so that's why he has to also say, well, look, if we see something different than what we thought was going to happen, we'll adjust. Sure you will. But you just made a case that you're not going to change in response to infl- you want to see inflation above you know at and above 2% and you want to do so for a ye- for at least a year well this month this ppi number is the first instance of where we're seeing a number that gets to 3 and maybe 4% how long are you going to be willing to allow that to happen i think the I think the thinking inside the Federal Reserve is also captured 
by uh, those who have looked at what's happened over the last 10 to 12 years and say, there's really just no problem with inflation. We just haven't seen it at all. So here's the economist I highly respect. David Rosenberg is an economist uh, uh, up in Toronto, um, runs a research firm uh, better known as Rosie to everybody around, around the economic forecasting community. Rosie is very opinionated, takes very contrarian points of view, and is right at least as often as he's wrong. So when Rosie says what he says in this cut I'll play for you, I have to pay attention because it's the reminder. We could be wrong about this and worrying about higher inflation. Cut number seven, please. Uh, all the stimulus, I'm not saying it's artificial, it's real, but it's also very transitory. The, Uncle Sam did not give the economy a national wage increase. This is like we got, we got a temporary bonus. So what happens when your bonus runs out? Uh, and so... We're going to find, of course, we've got the reopenings. We're going to have a nice little party for a couple of months. The economy in most parts of the country, from what I hear, I'm here in Toronto. I'm hearing that most of the U.S. is back, is already reopened. Uh, we're probably three-quarters of the way there. That impetus to growth is soon going to subside, just as the stimulus checks run out. Okay. And I, I would agree with that, except for this fact. There's all that money sitting in the 1.6%, in $1.6 trillion, and you wonder where it's going to go. Now, take, that takes me back to, this, to the piece that I showed you from the New York Fed, and they tie to a paper, uh, not peer-reviewed, but a paper written by uh, an economist at MIT in Chicago uh, in February, and their argument is, when you get a service-side recession, you don't get a service-side, you don't get a big recovery on the service-side. Why not? Why don't you get that? Well, it's going to take me a little time to tell you that, and I need to get one more break in, so we'll do it right here. When I come back, I'll tell you. Why would a service-side recession not lead to a service-side recovery? Coming up in just a second here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Turn market volatility into opportunity today by investing with the big institutions, not against them. Many people are getting taken advantage of by Wall Street. Learn why their returns are so much better than the average novice 401k investor. Learn the skills to be a better steward of your own money. Call for a free in-center or virtual investing class today at 952-814-4410. Call Online Trading Academy at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. 
All you need is a mini satellite installed, and you can have unlimited Internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the Internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite Internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast Internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761-800-430-8761-800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. With the extreme weather changes in Minnesota, it can be very unpleasant when the windows in your house begin to fail. But what's even more unpleasant is the three long-winded, high-pressure sales calls you need to sit through to get multiple bids. They tell you their window is the best and all the rest are no good, and hey, I'll throw in a free window if we can write this up tonight. I'm Ryan from My Three Quotes. What if I told you you could get competitive bids from three high-rated local contractors on any window brand after only one short meeting with me? The process is simple. I'll stop by to measure the windows and we'll talk options. Whether it's vinyl, wood, composite, or fiberglass, we'll come up with a job scope that fits your house and your style. And you'll receive the quotes within a week. If you've already had some window bids and were floored by the price, call me. As you'll see from my reviews, my quotes can come in thousands less than others for the exact same window. If you decide to move forward, I'll come back to write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, the service is free. So hop online and visit My Three Quotes to set up an appointment. That's the number three, My Three Quotes. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club in Prior Lake. The Horse and Hunt Club is one of the premier sporting facilities in the world. Memberships are available, but sporting clays are open to the public. And don't forget to stop by Triggers for lunch or dinner. Visit horseandhunt.com. Whoa. Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the Biz 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Welcome back. King Daniel Show, Business 1440. Yeah. Ah. John, it may be the part of you I miss most. The musical taste is always there. <laughs> Thank you, Always King. there. Thank you. Yep. You're most welcome. Coming up after the break, uh, Amity Schley's uh, author of... Uh, Coolidge uh, and uh, The Forgotten Man, The Great Society, and other books. Great historian joining us here uh, after the top, at the top of the hour. Here's why I, I come down on the side of, of I think, Swank and Ween and against, Rose, uh, against David Rosenberg and against Richard Clarida at the Fed. Two economists. Clarida, before he became, was, was at the Fed, was an academic economist whose stuff I read pretty regularly. Very, very fine economists. I, I want to be careful about saying I disagree with, the, with both of these people with a little trepidation because they tend to be right pretty often. But I think they're wrong here. First of all, the paper, the, the work that's being done to support the idea that there won't be this huge increase in pent-up demand seems to trace to to uh, research done on previous recessions. 
So uh, uh, the, the the New York Fed piece tied to this working paper that I mentioned just before the before the last break by uh, Professor Martin Bereja at uh, at MIT and Christian Wolf at Chicago, um, looking at the fact that when an economy experiences a recession that drops the demand for services, it bounces back very slowly. That's true, but this wasn't a this wasn't a recession like any other, and so with all due respect, it's lovely econometrics that Baraha and Wolf do in the paper, looking at previous recessions and trying to project forward. I'm just telling you, this is a recession unlike anything we have ever experienced, and I think there's I'm gonna I'll be I'll be polite about this. I think there's limited value in thinking this recession will be like some and this recovery will be like some previous recovery. Point one. Point two services are not uniformly been hit. It's services that are that involve human to human interaction, manual services that are coming back. So, quick example. A couple quick examples. One, the first example. I one time worked as the night, sh- I may have told this story before. I worked as the night sh- night auditor for a hotel for some time when I was in college. Um, the, the pay was good. I didn't mind, I didn't mind staying up overnight. I was, I was at a point in my college career where I only needed to be in the in class for about four hours a week because I was working on my senior thesis. Um, the lesson I learned from the from the hotel manager was to reduce the price on the room to whatever I thought I could get at twelve midnight or one a.m. or two a.m. because he said that room you rent tonight, um, if you didn't rent it, I can't rent it tomorrow night. Rooms are a perishable commodity. That always stuck with me. So too, are so too are um, restaurant meals. There are only so many seats in the restaurant. There are only so many theaters. There are only so many airline seats. Yeah, maybe we can add a few airline seats. Maybe we can squeeze a few extra people in. But right now, you don't want to squeeze extra people in because people are still skittish about COVID. When you've got a lot of pent-up demand for a product uh, or a service and you don't really have the ability to increase the supply, what happens? Prices rise. And I would argue that in those previous recessions, services were able to expand because you were able to put more planes on. You were able to put a few extra tables in the restaurant. You were able to do an extra showing, uh, maybe a, maybe an, an early matinee versus the 440 matinee at the local movie theater. Uh, all of those things would have been possible. You're probably not doing that coming out of this particular recession. I hesitate giving you this advice because it sounds like the it's time is different argument that I've always warned listeners to the King Banyan show to be wary of. History is a great teacher. But so is common sense. How are you going to ha- how are you going to meet this extra demand? And you know, I 
I looked at the pictures uh, of opening day in Texas where Arlington Stadium was opened up. I believe they were allowed to seat at capacity. Um, there were people standing in lines. They were ready to get out out there. I just, I will say, I just received my my second vaccine. I'm counting down days. And I have things on my list I want to do, which would include going to see the Twins, by the way. Um, I'm looking forward to being in an outdoor game. Um, I think that will be, I think that would be very pleasant. But the seating's going to be limited. And because the seating's going to be limited, guess what's going to happen to the price? I, I, it's going to go up. And I think you're going to see service sector inflation, just as you've seen huge increases in prices for the intermediate inputs like lumber that go into the building of those houses that are replacing the houses that are not being put on the market by those who are transitioning from family rearing to their retirement years, that they're staying in the big house instead. That is, in fact, where I think things are happening. So with all due respect to David Rosenberg, to to Richard Clarida, and to Jay Powell and the rest of the Fed, I think inflation is still coming. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty significant, and I think the producer price index is just the very first sign that it's out there. Hey, when we come back, uh, super excited. Uh, Amity Schlaes will be joining us in the next hour talking about why Biden should try not to be great. Just be good. Good is good. And when you try to be great, typically you kind of fall on your backside. All that and more here on the King Banyan Show coming up next on The Biz 1440. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Are your friends getting new roofs? Are your neighbors getting new roofs? Or has someone told you that you might need a new roof? Hey, this is Isaiah with the Kingdom Builders, and I'm just letting you know that we'd be happy to swing by your house, take a look at your roof, and give you our no-obligation assessment of how much life you actually have left on your roof. See, here at the Kingdom Builders, we're not salesmen, just great roofers. And we're always happy to tell you that you've got four or five years left on your roof and tell you, hey, just give us a call four or five years down the road. You see, this year we have longer lead times on some products, and we want to make sure that if your roof does need replacing, we're able to get everything in a timely manner to make sure your project goes smoothly. If you'd like us to stop by for your free, no-obligation assessment of your roof, feel free to call us at 612 900 9166 612 900 
888-888-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com.